0: You're listening to the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast, episode 58. I'm talking to Kenny Jang about content that kills it on Instagram. Let's do it.
1: Welcome to the Seminary of Hard Knocks, a podcast designed to help you master church communications and social media. These are practical solutions from the trenches that any church can use. Now, let's join your host, Seth Muse, who's that guy from That Thing You Know.
0: What's going on, everybody? I'm Seth. Welcome back to the Seminary of Hard Knocks. If you're first joining us for the first time, um, I want to tell you, this is a podcast for church communicators to help you get better at what you do and enjoy it the whole way through. So uh, I want to tell you about a couple of things coming up before we jump into today's conversation with Kenny Jang. Kenny's a good friend of mine. I love this guy. He's always got all kinds of great wisdom and insight to share. So uh, always a pleasure when I can have him on the show. So we'll get to that in just a second. But first, you need to know about a couple of things coming up. Of course, you can find links to me. Follow me offline here from the podcast. Follow me on Instagram at Seth Muse. I'm putting out a lot of church communication stuff, a lot of stuff about Instagram, a lot of stuff about social media there. Also, you could join the Facebook group. If you go to SethMuse.com slash group, you'll be able to join the conversation on Facebook. We have a great group going on right now. In fact, I go live in there every, about every other week, every once in w- once in a while in there. And I'm doing that a lot more and more. And uh, we're talking about more issues than what's covered here on the podcast. So if you're a church communicator, a communication director, or you've just been handed this big thing called communications, and you actually have other things to do, it's a great place for you to connect with other people that are in your same uh, niche, genre, whatever is happening with situation. And uh, we can help each other get better at what we do. So t- today is Tuesday when this launch this launches on May 21st, 2018. And so this week there is going to be a conference called that church summit that I actually get to speak at. But if you really want to like deep dive real quick and get a crash course on communications, this is a great place to do it. You can go to that summit.com. It is a free online, uh, Um, conference that you can, a summit actually, you can watch. It's in a Facebook group. So as soon as you sign up, you get access to this Facebook group. There's a couple places you can watch, go to the website, it'll explain the whole thing. It's free, get in there and you can actually watch a ton of great church communicators, talk about their craft, talk about how to get do things better. And it's practical stuff. So if you haven't uh, checked that out, then go get that ticket. It happens this week. The 23rd, I think is when it actually starts. If you're listening to this podcast after the fact, that doesn't really mean much to you. You should go back and check it out. And there's probably going to be more of those. So see if there's one coming up. Um, Let's get to Kenny. Kenny is, uh, he's this Incredible guy that has all kinds of ideas and enough businesses to actually make them all happen. And somehow he 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 does more in a day than most average people do in a month. It's amazing. And he's let a, he's let me in on a few of his insights, a few things that make him just tick. If you want to connect with him, kennyjang.com, I'll put that link in the show notes, or churchbutler.com. Uh, you can you can check out so what, what he does. We're going to talk about his company. It's called The Church Butler. It's one of his companies. And they do a lot of done-for-you social media graphics. So they they do studies, and they've seen some things that have actually worked for churches that get good engagement, that help churches to connect with their audience. And he's going to share a couple of those insights and what types of content actually works, what kills it on Instagram. So let's join our conversation with Kenny Jang right now. <laughs> hey everybody i'm here with my friend kenny jang hey kenny how's it going man
1: hey 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 always good to be with you seth
0: (laughs) i can't wait to dive into this man how are things going in your neck of the woods
1: uh things are doing fantastic fantissimo fantastic how do you like up that i want to up that a notch plus one
0: i don't know Do do you even have woods where you're at
1: do I even have, dude, are you a Texan <laughs> making fun of a Jersey boy? Is this what's going to happen here?
0: You know, it's funny is like, uh, I know that Jersey is the garden state, but yeah. for some reason, all I, I don't ever get to see that in like movies and stuff. And so you kind of forget the only, the only, the movie, the only movie that's really shown that is, is garden state where you really see, it's actually a pretty beautiful state. <laughs> And I uh, think
1: what we need to do is the seminary of hard knocks needs a field trip and we need like an on location episode in the Jersey garden state.
0: Gosh, that would be beautiful. I would love it. I love that area. (laughs) I love it so much. I I could, I've told you before, I think that I could live in New York city. I could, I could do that. Like in Manhattan, I could do that. My wife could not.
1: So so this is one, uh, a piece that I think is a fun fact about Seth Mews is that one of the things that how I got to know Seth was actually following him every time he came into New York City. You had this other job where yeah. you were traveling to New York City a couple of times. And every time you were in New York City, you used to post wherever you are and what you do. And, and it's like the ultimate tourist. You did 62 things in one single day. <laughs> um, I did. Everywhere.
0: I packed it in, man. I got one day off. I got a Saturday in the city and I took it. I took advantage of it, man. We went to New York twice while I was working at that, at that company and did, uh, you know, I got a whole day. I was just by myself too. I was all by myself backpacking across New York city.
1: <laughs> well, I honestly think we had more interaction then than maybe the whole last year now, because yeah. you put so much fun stuff on social. And, um, again, it's, uh, props to you for, you know, using it well. <laughs>
0: Thanks. Yeah. I, I definitely had a, a couple of adventures when I was in New York. I saw all of these places where superheroes save the day. Um, cause you know, you have all the superheroes in New York. I got yes. to go, I got to have great food. Oh, I, I don't know if you know that I had, um, I went to Katz's diner and had the big pastrami on rye <laughs> and it was life changing, man. It was funny. I was actually sitting next to this other guy. I had no idea who it was. We sat down at this, these picnic table, kind of tables in the back, you know, and I'm looking at this sandwich and I'm just, I'm taking photos of it too, you know, for Instagram. But I finish with that and I look over and there's this guy sitting next to me and he's looking at his sandwich and we kind of lock eyes for a second. And we both kind of give us this like nod. that was like, yeah, this is about to be amazing.
1: <laughs> and have this diner.
0: moment of connection and we we're like, all right, let's do this stranger. Here we go. Yeah. It was fun. Ah, oh, such a good trip. I, I enjoyed that so
1: much. That's that's one of the gems if for people listening. That's one of the gems of the Big Apple. It's this no frills Jewish deli, theatrical, cranky service. But when they come out with your plate, it's like this mile or two mile high sandwich, mm-hmm. full of corned beef and pastrami, and oh, it's just a so good. I'm I'm drooling right now.
0: It's delicious, you know. And I don't really like pickles. And I was like, they put pickles on my plate, man. I'm eating them, and I loved <laughs> them. And I was like, I guess I like pickles now. It's awesome. I was so happy. I've always wanted that because that's like the diner from when Harry met Sally that's uh, that's in so many famous movies and stuff as a backdrop and just such a classic spot. But I got to see so many other things in New York City. I can't even be in it to, t- to tell you. I could fill up a whole podcast episode about that. but uh, but anyway, the point is that social media is a great way to connect with people and I know a lot of churches want to connect with their people. And so, especially on Instagram now, a lot of churches are starting, get, starting to get into Instagram. They're starting to ramp up a little bit. Um, and your company, Church Butler, puts out a lot of done-for-you graphics and stuff. So I thought, let's talk with Kenny about some of the content that you guys make or that you've seen that just works on Instagram, either the feed, stories, whatever. And uh, give us some of your, like, I guess, top five. What are some types of content that really work on Instagram for, that you've seen work at churches and stuff? What's, what's yeah, like your I number mean, f- number five?
1: I've been mean, number five in terms of um, content. You know, one of the things, it's not just the type of content, it's also the time of day. One, one thing we're finding is, um, and I think statistically this is whole for Instagram as well, that content during the day actually has more engagement. Whereas mm-hmm. on Facebook, if you look at your Facebook insights uh, for your page or your group, you'll find that most of the churches, at least the ones that I've worked with, Um, most of their people are usually on at like eight, nine o'clock at night, which is surprising to a lot of church communicators. Yeah. Um, And so if you're in a church, you should really look at your insights and experiment with off-peak hours because that's when people are actually home after dinner and they're actually on their phones uh, doing stuff. But for Instagram... During the day tends to be a sweet spot, at least right now. Uh, coming out of 2017, going into 2018, um, that's that's where it is. And in terms of content-wise, I would say, um, you know, the the type of content is the the ones that we call um, volunteers are our heroes. So spotlighting your volunteers is one of the categories of content we typically recommend for church social managers to actually put out there. You want You want social proof to your people that it's people just like you and me, Seth, right? That look just like you and me, that are in volunteer and leadership roles, serving in the church, so that anybody looking at it says, "Hey, I could do that. That's something that I would be interested in and pitching and put my faith into action." Right. And so I would I would say you know volunteers, um, positioning them as the heroes. Uh, because church doesn't happen on Sunday unless volunteers are there. Absolutely, um, they're so and vital. So and like,
0: like simply just shining a light on, like, hey, this person was able to get here early and set out donuts. Yes. You know what a you know what a trivial thing, honestly, right? But when they see themselves kind of highlighted, oh, it's such a such an empowering thing for them to want to do more, and for others to go, well, that doesn't seem that hard. Maybe I should do that. You know, I can put out donuts. So it's a way to get, and I will, I will, I will put donuts out, buddy. I know. And then I will put them away. I will put them (laughs) them away.
1: But, you know, featuring volunteers and featuring people in your church is a great way because you can also tag them. People, their friends see it. Mm -hmm. Um, People love high-fiving and supporting and encouraging those that get featured. And so that's, that's one of the. I would say top five categories of content that you can put out there on your feeds.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. And I, you can also highlight your staff. Do you guys highlight staff sometimes? If you don't have a volunteer or somebody you can highlight.
1: Yeah, actually, um, that part would be what we call ministry merry-go-round. So we we have oh. a category of, of content. We say, hey, look, you should take a tour, and either do um, and for Instagram, you can do an Instagram takeover where you give your account to your ministry one, one week or one month. Um, you can give it to um, your discipleship pastor and their team one week. You can give it to um, you know volunteers on a, on a Sunday and, and, and have them Instagram from their point of view. Um, so staff visibility, that's definitely something you want to make sure happens, uh, because it, again, normalizes the, the relationships in the community. And so, yes, I, I would say that's definitely one thing that you guys should think about.
0: Yeah. well, I've lo- I've noticed that, there, especially if you're a church of any kind of size, and I'd say even if you're over like 150, there's a lot of people there that don't know who they're supposed to look for for oh, children's no. ministry. Who am I supposed to look for? Oh, there's the guy speaking. I guess that's the pastor. You know, it's just kind of, we take for granted that they know who people are because their name is on there because everybody else knows them. And so, especially if you've got a big staff, it's really, really cool that you can constantly have someone you can throw up there. And, and, and what I've learned too, with Instagram, especially if you can somehow pair on your ministry, merry-go-round a staff highlight that also is like, this person runs this ministry and it meets here. Would you like to go to it? Here's how to do that. So it's like, this is the person to look for if you're interested in the ministry. So it really kind of does double duty and, and works, works pretty well for us too.
1: Oh, definitely. You want to humanize your staff, right? And you can't do that from stage every Sunday. Yeah. You just, especially as the church gets larger and your staff gets larger, um, you have to privilege the time for announcements and things that you do on stage. But that's where social media channels uh, are at your beck and call and allow you to do things like this um, that really give um, props and service and recognition to your staff. But it also um, allows people to enter into relationships because they saw it, right. So yeah. humanizing your staff through social is great for relationship building.
0: Awesome. What's some uh, what's some other kind of content that does really well for you guys?
1: Um, so we have this like everyday content we call Church is fun, right? So a lot of times, um, especially here in Jersey in the Northeast, you have a lot of um, ex-Catholic, burnt-out Catholic. Um, families and and people who have been just burnt up at the church, right? There's just so many bad experiences that people have had. Um, and o- overarching, um, you know, sometimes impression is that there's a lot of guilt and obligation, and, and it's stiff. And people think about their Sunday best as like you have to come in, in a suit and tie. And sometimes they get shocked that you know a lot of our contemporary churches that people wear jeans and t-shirts to to, to yeah. church now. And um, so. Putting that, again, it's humanizing the whole experience, right? Uh, Putting that lighter side that says, hey, we're humans too. We're people too. Um, We have interests just like you. Um, But there's a fun side of church. There's community. There's laughter. There's joy. And if you have authentic relationships, fun is going to come out of that.
0: Yeah, I I actually um, posted today. So are you Team Yanni or Team Laurel? (laughs) That was happening today. And if you are listening to this later, you'll go like, man, he brought that up. I'm so glad those days are over. Right. So <laughs> so Team Yanni, Team Laurel. I posted something on just the article with the with the video, with the uh, audio on our Facebook and Instagram, and just was like, which one are you? And even did I did a poll in the stories for uh which one they were. <laughs> it has this new thing. You can actually re- you can actually post the results later. So fifty four percent of our people said Team Laurel. So my next post, well, I posted that and said, 54% of you have a hard time hearing. <laughs> 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 is that fun? It's just having fun. You know, it's like, this is what people want to talk about. Is it spiritual? Not really, but you know, it's building relationship and community and it's, it's just creating that atmosphere. It's creating that culture of, you can just, you can kind of be yourself here. And people really appreciate that. That's kind of what fun does. Well, we think fun is like this waste of time, but that's the part that's often missing is that makes people feel like they can be themselves when you're having fun, even if it is on social media, like, okay, this is a place with real people that do regular stuff. You know, that's cool.
1: Absolutely. absolutely. And that's, again, people have relationships with people, not with institutions, right? Yes. And so you want to make sure that you want to represent the church, not as an institution, But it's made up of people just like you and me and they're inviting and, you know, showing this lighter side of humanity saying that, hey, we are cued into what's happening culturally um, online and in your circles. And, you know, back in the day, do you remember It was the dress thing at one day or I don't know if you remember the gold um, or purple
0: gold or purple dress.
1: Older purple, or is the dog wearing a sweater or blue pants? or there's the the shoes is the is the shoe pink or not or, or pink or white? or so this is just latest version that's spreading across the internet and it's a, it's a fun time chiming in at the same time, right? it's a, It's yeah. a water cooler talk. It is. Um, a cool. lot of, and a lot of social media managers are hesitant or pastors are really saying that that's not appropriate for church social media. and I guess maybe Seth, we need to just put down our foot here and just say, you know solidly no that's this is actually appropriate for a church channel to actually publish on on social media right
0: yeah i think the the issue is not that we think we shouldn't it's that it's so terrifying and the line is so difficult to toe between offensive and funny and yes. and you have to build some equity elsewhere i think with like like this is why i think social managers should come out from behind the camera and show themselves. Even if you're not the pastor, even if you're a part-timer or a volunteer, there needs to be a face with your social media account. Otherwise you're never going to have that personality. They're never going to get your jokes. They're not going to get who you are. And even if you don't like mimic the pastor exactly or perfectly, I think there needs to be some room for that. Like, Hey, this is our social media manager. That's who you're going to see on social media, unless they're helping the pastor do something. And that's okay. You know, I've popped on the camera a few times. I don't do it a lot, but they kind of know who I am now, you know, and it's like when I make the jokes, it's almost like they know it's Seth back there. They know that's not, that's not our pastor saying that. So they kind (laughs) of get that Seth is a little more tongue in cheek and that's kind of okay. And I have the leeway to do that. Now I need to be careful with that for sure, because somebody's humor is another person's offensive thing, you know? And so I find that dad jokes work really well you know that that kind of that type of humor is kind of safe um or just kind of always including the emoji alongside of oh, your you and know, that one
1: you know, I always say if if you want to be if you're totally risk averse that's the first line that i try to get you across because you know yeah. statistically i don't even if you knew 50% of instagram captions and comments contain emojis at this point 50% 50 wow. and so that's the cultural norm in this environment. And so it's one of those things that's kind of like a missionary. When you go into a new environment, you need to take on that environment and that culture. Um, and that's the first line where people are like, oh, no, I'm not that type of person. But you know what? Um, old people are doing it. Uh, young people are doing it. Business people are doing it. Students are doing it. Yeah. Um, 50% of Instagram are using captions and comments at this point.
0: Yeah, it's it, it actually is exactly what you're saying. It shows that you can speak the language a little bit
1: absolutely, and it
0: humanizes absolutely. you even more. It's like, that's crazy to say that putting a smiley face next to a funny comment you made makes your church more accessible. I mean, tweet that, you know, it's like, that's, that's a crazy thing to say, but it's really where we're at. It really does help.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then that last comment you said about, Featuring your face, just featuring anybody's face, featuring people yeah. in your photos um, instead of just taking pictures of because people again, people don't like to be in front of the camera, and so they don't like taking selfies and they don't like publishing uh, group shots or even uh, people. But statistically, I think the number is thirty-eight. Uh, if you feature face in your photo on Instagram, you get thirty-eight point. Uh, yeah, it's thirty-eight percent more likes. you almost get 40% more likes just by featuring a face, a person's face. So, um, and quirky photos of people are doing even better.
0: That's awesome. Well, what other kind of content do you guys normally create that that works really well for churches?
1: Um, there's, um, you know, the, um, the the standard category that we call, um, Bible bites, you know, it's the Mm. quote graphics where it's. Sermon, uh, sermon, or Bible text over an image or video. Mm -hmm. Um, Those are classic, and it's your evergreen content. I, uh, you know, you should take your sermon sound bites and make that so that's timely. If you have a, if you have a seven-day production cycle, and you have some volunteers or staff that could either take the manuscript. If your pastor uses a manuscript, get an advanced copy of the manuscript and start to highlight passages, or at least call out the Bible verses, or. If you have someone in the sermon taking notes and just jotting down some of those the verses that they use, those are places that you can rapidly use to produce great social media content, and everyone's going to resonate with it, yeah, hands and, down.
0: And you want to make sure that when you make those graphics, you make sure that the words are really, really small so <laughs> that when you put it on a phone, nobody oh can gosh. read it, and they have to go, what, what, I can't read and yeah. they zoom in. Yeah. And then they go, oh, that's what that says. And then it actually has value because it's an action step, right? You want that. I'm totally being sarcastic and jerky right now. but uh, Yeah,
1: you're you're talking about that minimalistic, uh, (laughs) we're all about aesthetics and nothing about actual content or substance type of look.
0: (laughs) Like I really like – I like a small text kind of thing. I get it. It looks really cool. But some of them are just ridiculous now. It reminds me of that uh, SNL sketch where Will Will Ferrell was the uh, fashion guy. And he was run he was in this like um fashion store and and he was the boss. And he comes in on a little scooter and he opens his cell phone up and it's like ridiculously yes. it's small. A tiny, tiny little thing. <laughs> a little flip phone, yes. it flips out and it's like as small as like a, a half inch wide phone. Yes. Really it's small. It's
1: like it's like rewind the reel and try again. Do yeah. over.
0: <laughs> awesome. Well, I I, th- I love the sermon clips. And honestly, I was looking at my strategy the other day and just going man, I don't have, I I really need to focus more on putting scripture out. Like that's, it seems like a no brainer, but when there's other things happening, that's really fun. I tend to go more that way than the serious way. And so I have to make myself go, oh yeah, you know what? There should be some actual spiritual value in our social media strategy. Maybe I should think about that a little more. So putting more scriptures out, more sermon quotes, things like that. Uh, you know, I have to make myself do it. That's why a schedule is really important because then you can back up and see, oh, here's what I'm missing. I'm missing something yeah. here pretty pretty I regularly. Mean,
1: to be honest, the, one of the pieces, types of content we've been testing is actual like um, social media devotionals. So quote, a Bible verse quote graphic mm-hmm. and then just a couple of sentences that acts like a mini devotional. And so we started testing in some groups with this type of content. And actually what happened was when we stopped the test, People started complaining. People actually said, that's the first thing I've for when I wake up. Oh. Um, and they got used to it. And so that said, ding, ding, ding. Okay, we found a winner type of content. Oh. And so later this summer, we we're actually going to launch Instagram devotionals as a category of content for churches. Because I think um, we're, we look at this as, hey, from your point of view and my point of view, we're on a treadmill. We're constantly cranking out content, right? And there's this pressure to, um, it, right? It's almost disposable. Social media content's like a stream that right. goes down the river, and each channel has different, as they call, time decay um, of how, how long it lasts. But mm-hmm. in the end, most most of the content's like a stream going down the river. Um, but from the reception point of view, it really isn't. Um, they look at that more of as a recurring. Um, it's like a pop-up. And um, trying to find those sweet spots of where you're finding meaningful content that actually influences their day is, I think, a win. Um, and so that's something I encourage everybody to start thinking about. Like, wh- how do we use the Bible and Scripture to really inspire and change their behavior? If it's not just—maybe um, it's not long-term or lifetime on a given basis, but even for that moment or for that next interaction with somebody they see, At work or anywhere else, or for the day or for the week, um, you have a lot of power in publishing.
0: Yeah, I I totally agree. Um, Where where are you next? What's next? What you got next? We we got time for like one more piece of content that really works.
1: (laughs) So one thing that we found is actually helpful, and people talk about it afterwards. Is what we call. Um, new visitor vistas or the paparazzi previews, right? So what are paparazzi known for? Paparazzi are known for (laughs) totally invasive, getting invited, no stone unturned, right? So um, (laughs) yeah, you don't want to go that aggressive, but the whole point is from a new visitor's perspective, they're trying to make a decision if they should be visiting this Sunday or not. And your job is to pull back the curtains and try to make it not a black hole you don't want to leave it up to their own creative devices. Um, you don't want internal conversations happening about what they think the children's ministry is going to look like. How are they going to treat my kids? Is it, is it a dirty, dingy dungeon? Is it dark and you know musty? You know, you want your social media to help them make that decision. So give them paparazzi previews, the new visitor vistas, as we call them. Um, so show how your children's areas are spotless and clean. And your volunteers are smiling and embracing. And you've got, you know, show your sanctuary. Show, show what people wear. That's the number one thing that people are worried about, right? Right. Show what people wear in the sanctuary and show them that so that they don't feel awkward showing up in a three-piece suit or a tuxedo or something like that. So um, <laughs> those are the types of things that are really helpful in making decisions. And people actually remember that.
0: Fair point, though. If you show up to church in a tuxedo, you should feel a little awkward. that's a little much, even like in the nice churches. That's a little much.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I was, I comment came from, um, my youngster, my son went to a party, um, and he dressed up with a sweater and a jacket and everything. And he came home. He was like, mommy and daddy, everyone was wearing shorts and t-shirts and I was wearing my tuxedo. And he, (laughs) he felt totally out of place. Right. And sometimes, sometimes that's what we feel like when we go into a new, uh, new environment and we totally dressed up inappropriately. Right.
0: Yeah. And how it breaks our heart to hear that story about your son. It should kind of break our heart (laughs) to hear that about our guests that come in like that. Yes, exactly. Right. I, I, I just, I just did something on our Instagram. Um, I've been working on it a little bit lately and, um, the highlights feature of some of your stories. Um, I read somewhere, somebody did an about highlight and I was like, that's a great idea for a church. And we just branded all of them with icons and all that good stuff. But what if you had an about highlight that they could click that would quickly just show, and you never really add a lot to it. You just create some content that looks really nice. That's your first step. Like a guest would see that and go, about, huh? Let's see. And it shows the kids ministry area, the student ministry area. This is our pastor. I wanted to introduce you to our worship leader. Here's what you're going to see. Here's what people dress like. And you can even go on screen and go, Hey, just see how I'm dressed. This is how we dress here. So feel free to kind of dress like this. Just a real like, Hey, I am actually introducing you to all that. I'm not even like trying to do it cleverly. I'm just, here's what you need to know before you show up so that when people come to your profile, because that's the new, landing page for Instagram is the profile. There's those highlights that you can set up up there for your stories. So just post the story content that you want to put in there and just highlight them all to the about highlight and let people find you that way. I I read that somewhere the other day. I was like, that's a brilliant idea. I'm doing it. So I I did.
1: Yeah, I think that's something we need to test on our side too. I think, and I agree that you're, my guess is that that would be highly effective. The other thing is like, don't forget to tag. Um, your geolocation, the name of your, the city that you're yeah. in and, and don't forget to use hashtags. Hashtags is something that you really need to think about when you're a church uh, trying to get exposure to just outside of your circle of followers. Um, right. You got to remember, I think seven out of 10, um, hashtags on Instagram right now are even branded hashtags. So, really? um, you can't be bashful at this point. Everyone's using hashtags.
0: Well, explain a little bit what you mean by branded hashtags
1: um you know they are hashtags that actually include your the name of your brand in it right so the name of your church you know, specific it, it, yeah. it might be your kids ministry it might be um you know the name of a sermon series um you know so there's a cute one i saw the other day um we we just got a puppy mm-hmm. and so um there's a um account called bark box and um you know, they, they have a bark box day, a bark box um, hashtag that you can follow um, and find good cool. stuff out there. So, yeah, branded hashtags is something that you, you should think about, but just hashtags in general yeah. um, are the ones that get engagement. And then don't forget to geotag your placements. People do find, yeah
0: they, do.
1: Um, they, they discover more content through geography uh, hashtags. Right.
0: And especially in Instagram stories because you could get picked up by your city story and yes. way more people will see it that normally would never have seen any content from your church. And it might point them just a little bit. It might incline them just to turn a little bit more and look and see, maybe I should go there. Maybe I should <laughs> check them out. Maybe that's something I should consider. Maybe, you know, it's like puts that in their mind. So even if it does just that a little bit and you don't even know about it, that's worth it. So, and all you had to do was tag your church or your location or the restaurant you're in you know, whatever. Yes. So very, very simple. Well, Kenny, thank you so much, man. This is great content. Great stuff. I know a lot of churches are trying to figure out what do I post on Instagram? What do I post on social? That's always the question. So this is a great starting point for people to start figuring out what is my rhythm going to be? What's my content going to be? So thanks for, for sharing all this with us. Any parting shots of wisdom?
1: Yeah, I think, um, you know, I always say one of the, my best quotes that I heard from a mentor is, um, all smart people have it backwards. All smart people have it backwards, and so you know. And here it means have a plan, sit down, and figure out seven days a week or for the month a rhythm, uh, some type, a category a day, just the basic calendar of evergreen content, and you can plan out your posts so that you don't have to sit there every single. You don't want to show up to work every day with the pressure. I need to think of something interesting. Yeah. Um, if you have a rhythm, if you have a plan. Right? They say, uh, plan your work, then work your plan. Um, And so that's one of the best things I think that, um, especially in our industry, in our game of of social media, um, it's something that's going to help a long way, get the stress off our backs and and let us focus on what's really important. And that's the engagement, engagement with our people.
0: Absolutely. Man, I really love it when you quote me too. So thanks for that. Um, (laughs) Anyway, uh, (laughs) well, Kenny, thanks so much for being here, man. Always great, always wise, always helpful and uh always practical so thank you so much man
1: awesome